get cracking. Somebody uh, needs to say something profound, though, before we can get the podcast started. Um, Perfect. Seaman. There you go. Seaman. Seaman <laughs> everywhere. Get you waiting. And welcome to Crosscast episode 6, recording on the 25th of August 2020, Anu Domini. I'm Ben, and I'm joined by a bunch of other cross players, including player 2, Laurie. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Very well, thank you. You'll always be my player 2. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but however, player 3, Steve. How you doing, Hello. Steve? Yeah, I'm all right. I just sort of slammed a Coke Zero, so I might be a bit burpy. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Contribute professional. Uh, I don't know why I did that. It was was a big mistake. Silly. Um, You know you can just take sips throughout the show. You don't have to be poised. Anyway, uh, somebody who's no doubt drinking something stronger. Player four, Rich. How you doing, mate? I'm good, thank you. Good, good. And player five, Nathan. Nate Dog. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. Player five, that's not even a toad. I think you're Nabbit at that point. <laughs> Nabbit, yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll Nabbit for now. Um, right, as is customary, let's go around the table, see what everyone's drinking. I, myself, am drinking a wonderfully named uh, Bone Machine, mm-hmm. which um, Ooh, incidentally mm. was my um, MSN profile name back in the day. <laughs> um, Rich, come on, spill it. What are you having? I'm drinking King of the Woodland, which is a Imperial Stout with pistachio and honeycomb, 12.5%. Of course you are. Gosh. Of course I am. He just puts them all in a tombola of flavours and just (laughs) spits it all out. I'm drinking a peanut butter Cornetto flavour beer. Mm. (laughs) With a hint of grass. (laughs) I've had that. Steve, Steve, you've already necked your Coke Zero. Yeah, I was, I was drinking a Coke Zero, and now I've moved on to Ribena because I too oh. am sophisticated. Oh. Ribena, man, nice. Yeah. Straight from the bottle again. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tooth kind or uh, standard? It's <laughs> <laughs> on the hard standard, shit. Standard. You're on the hard shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that squash is at least twelve percent Ribena. Double concentrate, <laughs> Robinsons, mate. That's what you're <laughs> Water that down, son. Uh, Nathan, what are you having? Uh, I've got a glass of red. Ooh. Bloody hell. Nice. Yeah. It's because it's what Ooh. I had in the house. Good. Is it your own house or? <laughs> 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 just, <laughs> it's what they had. Just busted in, oh. found some red wine. I'm fine. I'll settle down here. I'm recording the podcast. Leave me alone. Nice, nice. Uh, what did everyone have for dinner tonight? Switching it up. Oh, I'm interested. Uh, I went oh, out for, for lunch, so I just had a small dinner of a uh, spinach and cheese and mushroom omelette. 
You're the most sensible man I've ever no, met. No, well, I know, because I went out for lunch and had, like, the biggest, massive, <laughs> oh, dirty I've, chicken burger I've, I've thing from a pub. So, yeah, it was not even a little <laughs> you, bit hungry, but my wife was Oh, you did the, the um, so I was you did the eat, eat Out to Help Out? I did. I did my bit. I did my bit for the economy and mm-hmm. forced myself <laughs> to eat chicken burger Good in the pub. Nathan, what vegan delights did you have? Uh, my vegan delight is on the way. I think I'm, I think I'm getting an Itsu, which Ooh. is... Uh, I am? Nice, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've made friends with the person who owns the house. That's <laughs> my, my girlfriend's in the corner of the room, uh, currently on Uber Eats with a deal. So I've got an Itsu oh, on the way. I think I'm getting some, uh, like a gyoza rice meal or something. Oh. Sounds fantastic. Oh, lovely. Very good. Rich, you're partial to a bit of that, aren't you? What are you having? I'm actually... What did you have? <laughs> I had a pasta. Um, it was a Action Man bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Lovely, Laurie. I thought you said what what you had to drink. <laughs> Did you not say? <laughs> we've done the no. classic. We've missed out the Colonel again. The running joke. Laurie, sorry. We're hands of Hazy Jane. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, drinking a Hazy Jane. Ben, thanks for asking. Okay, good. Well, I did. Twice. I went to you first for the dinner thing. <laughs> so, come on. Yeah. Steve, before I forget you, uh, what did you have for dinner? Uh, I just had a chicken korma. Nothing too exciting. Chicken Ooh. korma and a naan. Mm. Nice. A naan? Mm. Lovely. Yeah, it was was right. it homemade or? No, no, it was okay. out of the jar. <laughs> the chicken as well. What the no? I was gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I cooked. I, I I diced the chicken breast myself, if that counts. Oh, okay. But uh, the korma was from a jar because I ain't that good. I just love the thought. Like, you know, you can get beans with sausages and hash browns. <laughs> 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 no, no, tin korma. A bit of mango chutney in there. And oh, oh, lovely crumpled up poppadoms. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, what did I have? Some sort of chicken and mushroom creamy thing with some spinach. I'm sure it had a better name than that. <laughs> it sounds it like good. you really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> filled a hole. Um, mm. Gaming. Easy. Let's get on with the gaming chat because we've got a lot to talk about this week, gents. Mm. There is a fair bit of news, so let's jump straight in to the new news. The new news headlines. Uh, new Switch Pro. Hmm. Rumors. Mm. Is that news? I don't know. It's a rumor. <laughs> um, Tony Hawk and Fall Guys coming to Switch. Hmm. Another rumor. Mm-hmm. Slow news week. Um, <laughs> and Fortnite and Apple slog it out, and Microsoft wades into the battle. So let's start off with the most interesting out of that lot. And it's one that rears its head probably every, what, two weeks? Um, Nintendo Switch Pro. There seems to be some substance behind this now. Nate, I know you were pretty um, on top of this first thing this morning. What's what's the deal there? What's what's the rumor? What's the buzz? Me? Uh, mm. Well, I mean, as you say, basically, this comes around every six or eight months or even less because... Yeah, Nintendo iterate. It's what they do. We had a DS, we had a DSi, we had a new DS, we had a new 3DS. Like, this is obviously going to happen, and it's going to be four years since the Switch launched at the start of next year. 
what I'm interested to see is we are actually getting now kind of some tidbits which I think are probably quite near the mark. So we're going to get probably a 1080p screen, uh, maybe something similar to the original um, like the Vita OLED, do you remember that thing? That was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and probably less bezels around the screen, maybe a slight adjustment to Joy-Cons, um, but I 100% believe this. I think it's just a matter of time. And I do also think it's a matter of how much they can physically change the Switch without alienating fans that have bought Ring Fit, that have bought Labo, that have bought all these things which hinge, literally, on the size mm. of the Joy-Con and things like that. So I think we may see a little boost in guts, but I think we're just going to see a slightly snazzier switch with maybe like Bluetooth chucked in and stuff like that. I think next year we'll see that, but I don't think it's going to be like a Switch Pro or something along those lines. Mm. I think they've probably had the switch that you just described there probably ready, made... Probably when the Switch was launched, they probably had it ready, and they just were waiting for a time where the price would drop for them to make it. They probably set up and made several different mm. iterations of it. Thought, oh, which one can we sell for around $300? And when can we sell this new one for around $300? And that's when we'll release it. Mm. And so they just released the device they could, the Switch we all know and love, for whatever it is around the world. And they're just getting as much mileage out of that and then they've had this one ready mm -hmm. for god knows how long because you know the thing you just described it's basically going to be a vita right <laughs> it's going to be a really nice no OLED screen it, so that tech has been around for ages it's just making it a cost price point that nintendo are comfortable to launch at yeah i think yeah it depends because obviously they don't want to sell these things at a loss and they never do with consoles famously whereas things like ps4 and stuff quite often They'll sell them at a loss and make up the sales and the extra money in software, but Nintendo don't do that. So you're right. Famously, we get a lot of maybe underpowered hardware, but they know when they hit the market that what they've got is just on that cusp of acceptable, if you know what I mean. Good like enough. the Wii just having having mm. SD and things like that. I mean, I'm yeah. hearing all sorts of rumors of people saying things like, we're going to get a Switch Pro with a fold-out screen, or we're going to get a Switch Pro um, that is got 4K upscaling in the dock and things like that. And... <laughs> Some of these I can kind of believe, and some of these I'm not entirely sure. So I think people are getting really like run away with this idea of Ace, this incredible Switch Pro with 4K in the screen or whatever. Like I don't think it's mad to think maybe at some point next year, like a like a Pro or like an Xbox One X, if people really want to buy a dock that could maybe upscale to 4K. Mm. Maybe, but I don't see Nintendo shoving that much power in the base unit because it's too expensive. I don't, I don't know enough. I don't understand enough about these things. I'm a, just a humble, stupid person. But could would the texture? Can you just <laughs> oh, can please. you just upscale You're stuff to 4K? <laughs> well, that's both. kind of what the Xbox One S did. It didn't do native 4K. It did mm. an upscaling, and the PS4 Pro does it with a couple of things as well. Whereas the One X is the only one that runs it native 4K. So it, we, the actual software for upscaling, some TVs even have it inbuilt if you want it, but um, the, the software for it is available and it's getting better. Okay. Yeah, but I think getting back to your point about Nintendo never really being on the cusp of, of technology anyway, what, what came out in the, the original Switch was a pretty old NVIDIA Shield effectively, wasn't it? The, mm. you know, the mm. tablet tech in there is already old. So I think whatever they're putting in this is going to be old as well. I don't think they're going to necessarily try to compete, even with the current gen, in terms of spec. Um, 
it's just not what they do and i don't think it's what the majority of nintendo console owners want we are a different breed obviously because you know we're living and breathing it but i think their core audience which you know the the widest part of their audience probably doesn't even know what 4k is Hmm. really yeah it's just to be honest and probably still quite happily playing games in hd thinking yeah this looks amazing so yeah do we think that this would actually replace the current switch kind of like the one with the revised battery or is this going to be something that's going to be sold alongside what we've come to know and love it seems to be the case that it would be yeah not just a little bump up it would be a proper new iteration of it from if these rumors are to be believed then and it would just replace probably. it wholesale so it wouldn't be the og it switch just, on the shelves anymore i think it would be another option possibly mm. so maybe the og takes a price cut um mm. they sell out of those Finally. and this one yeah <laughs> and this yeah. one comes but then why why would they mm. at the moment it's still selling like hotcakes so that's three four nine three six nine maybe for the new one. But we, are, mm. you know, we're about to get two next gen consoles, and I think you're right. They don't need to compete, and Nintendo fans don't need games that look as good as Miles Morales or Ratchet and Clank. Mm. But Nintendo fans do maybe need a little something just to keep us occupied. So this, you know, the idea of what we've got right now, Breath of the Wild, but it runs at sixty frames. Or then we get Breath of the Wild 2 or Super Mario Odyssey 2. I think that's how you keep Nintendo fans from straying too far into the PlayStation and Microsoft camps. Mm. I, th- I don't you see it being any that. different <laughs> to what they did with the expansion pack on the N64. It, like, it won't be revolutionary, but it'll be enough of a of a change to, to boost the resolution, just to kind of smooth things out. I, I know when you when you dock the Switch, doesn't it? When it's because it's on the mains power, then it kind of overclocks the processor and that's what boosts the visuals and when you're on undocked yeah. it mm. doesn't do that so maybe now just it'll be able to do it undocked the same as it can docked and then the handheld screen will be you know, a 1080p high resolution screen and it'll just be able to have the capacity to do that undocked as well as docked who knows yeah i think that's what some developers run into the issue of they optimize for either handheld or docked and so some games run better handheld than they do in docked Mm. bizarrely mm. so i wonder if yeah maybe if if this does kind of bump up the spec of the tablet itself so that they just have to create kind of one version and you know things like uh what's it the outer worlds won't end up looking like oh. absolute mm. vaseline yeah mm. it, it pixel soup yeah exactly um go on any more thoughts on it doesn't yeah, need to be as powerful uh to run next gen stuff but just i think to run lots of ps4 xbox one games more comfortably than it currently does because that would see uh, third parties be able to sort of pump out ports to the switch for the next three or four years if they could just bring across you know they've done lots of the ps3's mm-hmm. library with stuff like bioshocks and that coming across so maybe now just give us mm. a bit of extra power boost so that stuff like the witcher 3 doesn't look quite so terrible and can just look a bit more like it should do yeah what would we uh, what would we call it Super Switch. I like Switch Up. I think yeah. that's quite, that's quite I think a good name. They need to be careful with this, though, because remember how badly botched the Wii U was. They don't want to end up... They need to be very clear with their messaging about mm. what this is and what this isn't. Mm. And I think the name is really important in that. And obviously, they have to be... You know, they have to make it very clear. Um, I think Rich asked a really good question. Is this going to replace the Switch or is it 
running alongside the switch and i think if 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 they expect it to run alongside the switch i think that could be a problem i think that's that sounds confusing to most Mm. consumers Mm. yeah unless they do the kind of you know the sort of mobile phone model of you know this is the switch 2 and we'll keep the original one on shelves but yeah just numbering it would probably be the clearest way to do it wouldn't it yeah. But then I it's think it makes it sound Nintendo. like a sequel, you know, PS1, PS2. I, d- I, yeah. think, I think numbering doesn't go with what they want. As annoying mm. as the new moniker was, it kind of sold it. It was like, it is a 3DS, but it's a newer one. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I mean. So, I, there you go. That's probably, that's probably how they came up with it. They all just sat around going, right, what should we call this? Well, new is probably, probably <laughs> makes more sense. I want Switch yeah. Advance. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's cool, actually. Have. I'm saying Super Switch. Yeah. It sounds funny. I like that. Switch 64, there you go. Switch 64, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Switch D4. Switch Cube. There you go. Um, cool. Well, speaking of games that may or may not run on Switch, we've got a couple. Uh, <laughs> I know Tony Hawk 1 and 2 is coming out in a couple of weeks on mm. the big boy consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich, you're pulling a very excited face there. You looking forward yeah. to that one? Oh, big time. I need to actually pre-order it. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm pre-ordering it. As soon as payday hits, I'm going to pre-order that. I think it's about 30 quid, isn't it? It's 33 um, quid physical on, like, I shouldn't mention websites, but hey. It's fine. We've done it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the check. Um, But yeah, apparently there's uh, been evidence of the Switch controller config appearing Mm. in that game. So do we think the Switch can run it? I mean, it's a current-gen brand spanking Mm. new. Mm. No. You know? Nope. <laughs> I'm assuming Activision is going to like farm out to a different dev, or it's going to be a separate, a separate build. I don't know. But it might be. It might be off. fine, right? It's it's not going to look great, but it might it might be fine. But one of the reasons why I would return to Tony Hawk with this game is to get like a nice polished up, mm. pretty looking version. So yeah. I don't know why I would get it for the Switch, unless obviously I had no choice and it was the only console I had. Mm. Handheld <laughs> on the go. Come on. <laughs> I I waited with both Crash Bandicoot and Spyro to play them on Switch because I want them on my Switch. I want them handheld, and those are good games to dip in and out of. And Tony Mm. Hawk is especially a good game to dip in and out Mm. of. You know, just go for a high score run, play for five minutes, whatever. So I really want that on Switch. And I think, you know, given Crash and Spyro, yeah, it's coming to Switch next year, 100%. Whether it's Toys for Bob doing the, uh, the, the actual developing of it or the port, we don't know, but... Yeah, I think I think I agree. It depends how much they cut out of it because, yeah, I want it to look nice now. I don't want it to look like what was it, Underground on DS or something like that, where that was just awful. Wasn't there, there, wasn't there a Game Boy Advance one as well? That, yeah. did a that, that one. wasn't was, bad, which oh, wasn't that. terrible. It was pretty yeah. good. So. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I'll be picking it up anyway. Yeah. Probably before it comes to the Switch. Um, another one that is rumored to be coming to the Switch, uh, and it's the hot topic at the moment, is Fall Guys. Um, apparently that mm. there's been evidence data mined that that would be I mean that's a no brainer for Switch right yeah, yeah of course 100% yeah. colourful silly um, it looks like a game Nintendo should have made I can't believe they didn't mm. I can't believe they were beaten yeah. to it yeah this should be this should be what Mario Party is in the day in, this, in the modern day exactly but yeah brilliant game um, and apparently they're debuting season 2 at uh, the Gamescom virtual event uh, in a couple of days' time, so mm. yeah, the day that this goes out, I think we should hear about what season two of Fall Guys is like. So, expecting what 
some new silly outfits, a couple of new courses, maybe. Any other surprises, yeah. do you think? Uh, I really need to play this game, seriously. I'm, I need to come fucking Xbox so bad. Because I'm never going to play it otherwise. Um, but, hey, you'll get a PlayStation eventually. I won't. I had one and got rid yeah. of it. Didn't like it. Yeah. I, did, no. I did the same with the Xbox. Shit controller. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Back to that again. That's a recurring theme of the podcast. Um, Laurie, have you played Fall Guys yet? No. I don't have PS Plus. Uh, no. It's done the like sort of game that I want to play. Oh, <laughs> it's a great family game, actually. We It's mm-hmm. one of the very few games that we'll all sit down and play like including my partner who you know doesn't give a toss about games she really enjoys that just taking it in turns yeah nathan you've played it a bit though haven't you yeah i've i've streamed it a couple of times and there's been a few evenings me and my partner have sat and played it and she she absolutely loves it as much as me and it's mm. it's really fun just to like hand off between you like you know everyone has one run and then when you die obviously don't win because you know why would you uh, yep. You know, pass it to the next person. Um, yeah, I I really enjoy it, and I'm excited to see what season two means in terms of like. Obviously, it's quite fresh out of the gate, and it needs a couple of accessibility options, and maybe I don't know what's in the Steam version. It isn't in, in the PlayStation version, but I think it's been a little bit cut back. So I, I think there's you know, I don't know if there's anything like a colorblind mode or things like that. Mm. I, you know, uh, but again, it's really fresh. This game came out a couple of a couple of weeks ago, really. And I don't think they expected it to be as big as it is. So they've got a lot no. on their plate right now. Mm. So um, I'm super excited to see what season two is. I'd like to see more stuff to let us play with friends. Like if we can get a group of five or six of us and you have team battles and you have mm. like which team will win. Because for the moment you can play with your friends, but one of you still wins, right? Yeah. Yes. And the team battles that are baked into it are a bit shit, aren't they? Let's be honest. They, yeah. they, are, they are a bit of, shit, yeah. yeah. They are the, they we are the, the weaker games. Yeah, and the tail ones, in fact. I don't know. Oh, I hate the tail one. <laughs> oh, I don't think I've ever grabbed a tail off someone. It's just, I'm just running around like a headless chicken. <laughs> or a tailless, tailless chicken. Um, Steve, you've played it, though, haven't you? I'm I sure. have, yeah. I've played quite a lot of it, actually. I, I, the first time I played this, I like I, I, I had fun with it, but I was like, this is this seems kind of shallow. I don't know how, how, how much mm. of a tail this game's got. Yeah, like, it's pretty good. And then weeks later, I'm still playing it, and it's great. And yeah, it's 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 got some hooks in me. I don't quite understand why, but I keep mm. going back to it, and it's good fun. Yeah, it seems very shallow, and I I did exactly the same thing. I was like, well, this this is not going to last. This is just you know. But every time, how much is it to buy? Do you know? I think it's like fifteen pound, something like that. Yeah, it's more than I thought. But I assume do you need do you need PS Plus to be able to play it anyway? I so, would yeah. I would assume so. So it's oh, just okay. free on PlayStation right now. Yeah. I, I think my favourite element of it, and one of the reasons it's gone so viral, is the human element. The funniest videos I've seen have been where people are being particularly cruel or doing weird things, you know, like grabbing people right from the very edge. And I think that's why when you look at it, it looks kind of by the numbers. And if it didn't have the online element, you play it for a few rounds and forget about it. But because mm. you can see other humans doing silly things and making mistakes... That is what is so funny about it, and I think that's yeah. why it is yeah. as big as it is. Because I've seen so many clips that have made me like proper roar with laughter. And the yeah. game, the game has a meta as well. Like I've, I, as I've played it over the weeks, that I've seen strat- strategies come and go as well. Like you know, the game where you're on the rolling cylinder that has gaps and walls and stuff. Oh god, yeah. Pe- yeah. Pe- pe- people have learned how to push each other off that. 
So now, originally you played that course and it was just, you just had to not fall off, but now you have to not get pushed off by other people <laughs> as people learn more and more about how the game works. Yeah, It's got a lot of hidden depth to it. I only recently mm. realised that you could grab the seesaws when they were angled too far one way. Because other, other than that, beforehand, I was just waiting for the seesaw to come back down and I was like, what's going on? You can climb oh, on the edge of the seesaw. You, no, no, if you jump onto it and grab, then you can mm. kind oh, of right. pull yourself up. Huh. Ah. There you go. I didn't know there that either. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Wow. Would we want to see some uh, Mario outfits if it came to Switch, like Rocket League? Oh, definitely. Mm. You'd have to get yeah. some sort of tie-in. Yeah. It would be huge, though. If, if they could, and I don't know if this is even possible, but if they could make a local multiplayer mode somehow as well, I think that would be perfect for Switch. Just being able to pit yourself against your family members and your friends and mm -hmm. stuff, that would be... Sinking it, 60 Joy-Cons to one con, con, <laughs> con, console. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be fun to do that if you did it like local with four players, like split screen, and then instead of... There is still one winner, but maybe it's point-based and everyone goes mm. through every round or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. More like Mario Party. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. It's common developers probably figure out. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. Fortnite, Epic, Apple, mm. Microsoft has stuck its oar in and Phil Spencer has backed Epic publicly. Um, they have filed a statement of support and Big Phil said it's the right thing for game developers and gamers alike. So he's he's right, um, but the... <laughs> There was a ruling today as well, actually. Um, mm. Apple has been upheld. Uh, Fortnite is still not on the App Store, but I think that's like a sort of holding pattern uh, while they work out what the hell's going on. But I, I, he's right, and I, I think Epic are right on this as well. Um, but I fucking hate the way they went about this. And that video, mm. 1980 Fortnite, I, can we just talk about that video for a bit? Because I <laughs> fucking hate that video. That video ready. Pun. For release, like it's almost like they produced <laughs> yeah, it ahead yeah, of time. Yeah, 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 like and they, they shot at Apple's original shot at um, IBM. Like it's yeah. mm. clever, if not quite as smart as they think it is, because I think they've really missed what they are as a billion-dollar corporation. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's super gross. I, I like that they're trying to frame themselves as the little guy standing the up. The Robin Hood, yeah. It's mm. fucking... And, and, and also, um, like, what, what does it say at the end of the video? Epic Games has defied the App Store monopoly. In retaliation, Apple is blocking Fortnite from a billion devices. Join the fight to stop 2020 from becoming 1984. Hashtag free Fortnite. Like, I, I have big problems with this. Like, mm. Fortnite's, Fortnite's fine, right? Fortnite's not going anywhere. <laughs> Fortnite's printing money and it will print money for years to come. So hashtag free Fortnite is is bollocks. Mm -hmm. uh, join join the fight. Join what fight? Like what what's this what's this call to action? Save capitalism. Two, Get your two lawyer. Companies, join the fight. Come on. Send your lawyer. Two to companies battle. litigating against each other in court has fuck all to do with anyone else. I, mm. I, I just I really I so gross. I absolutely hated no. that video. Burn it all down, as well as I burn it all down. And meanwhile, mm -hmm. Apple's like, just become a two trillion dollar company. Like they're like, we don't care about this. Like, we're not bothered. Don't put that's your game on our store. So it's fine. We'll be okay. Epic, my ass. One thing to remember yeah. is that Epic Games. You know, obviously they made like over a billion from just Fortnite last year, and because they are a growing company, not even a growing company, they've been around for ages because of the Unreal Engine. But a particularly 
on the rise can be right now. They've got a, uh, I think, 40% of their stock is held by Tencent. I think um, mm-hmm. uh, Sony or PlayStation put in $250 million recently. So their board of directors, or at least the influences in there, um, are certainly people that maybe have a fight to pick with Apple. And I think Fortnite being as ubiquitous and as big as it is, is maybe just the way they could do this because it is so calculated and you know let's not mess around they are yeah. weaponizing children here they are they are getting mm-hmm, children mm-hmm. to do their dirty work for them which is disgusting um and they're also not a small company and they're not they're not doing it so other developers get a bigger cut of apple's um revenue or anything like that they're literally doing it for themselves to make more billions of dollars and yeah the fact that they are also you know like i said owned by tencent and which is a company which is you know apple isn't as, a, as big in china and things like that like it just feels so disgusting man yeah it's gross, isn't it? Like, it is all not, very gross. Not only, not only are they weaponizing their audience, but they're manipulating and misleading them as well because they said Apple is blocking Fortnite from a billion devices. Mm. They knew full well what was going to happen when they yeah. violated yeah. the terms of service. And in yeah. fact, they were counting on Fortnite being Because they had this video locked and loaded, this lawsuit drawn up. So what they're yeah. saying is, we burnt our fucking app down to the ground and now you all have to get really mad about it. Yeah. And it's, oh, mm. it's so gross. It's- there's in-game cosmetics. There's a free Fortnite hat. There's like an Apple chief um, head as well. Like, oh my Shit, god, seriously. it's wow. it's so Brilliant. it's so beyond parody. The you know hard drive the the onion for video games. <laughs> oh my god, did you see the article? And I for a second didn't realize it was hard drive. And it was like new Fortnite challenge has you finding Steve Jobs' grave. And I for, <laughs> a, for, a, for a single second I didn't realize it was parody. <laughs> It's <coughs> how my ridiculous word. this all is. God. Can we do, just like my last thing I'll say about this? I just want to. Does anybody else find it in really poor taste to say stop 2020 from becoming 1984? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, can God. you, yeah. like, we all know what 2020 has been like up to this point, what the last handful of years have been like up to this point. Like, I mm. don't need Epic invoking a fictional Orwellian dystopia. Thanks. Mm. I'm good. You can, you can keep that shit to yourself. Also, yeah. do you remember the amount of effort they put in for Black Lives Matter? It was one educational video for about 30 seconds, wasn't it? It mm-hmm. was a little PSA that people could watch if they wanted, whereas this lawsuit in their favor to get them billions of dollars, it's everywhere and they're shoving it down kids' throats. Mm-hmm. If they were truly an altruistic and caring company, then they'd be putting this power into helping the people that actually need it right now. It's just, it smacks of capitalist interest and it's horrible. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, couldn't they? Well, that is the final the word. Apple? That's quite oh. heavy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I love it. It's fantastic. Because it, it's gross. It's gross. <clears throat> yeah. Fuck them. It is. God, we should have had Mike on to talk about tits in Xenoblade 2 or something just to <laughs> balance it out. <laughs> Grumpy Mike getting back from last week. My God. Big body um, blows. Uh, final little uh, bit of news um, before we move on to what we've been playing this week. Uh, just a little PSA and Luke. Luke Cooper, our resident bargain hunter, um, let us know that Annapurna Interactive should be holding a sale on Thursday, which is the day that this will be going out live. So if you like the sort of games that Laurie likes, um, then <laughs> keep an eye on that. Because they, was it Edith Finch, Gone Home? Who else was there that um, Oh, man. What else? Some Florence. I'll play Florence. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Is Donut County? Don't, yeah, Donut County. So, Fantastic. Yeah. Sissy Jones Donut County's exactly. the only one I've played. 
all of the other like emotional not indie darlings I've Edith missed. Finch. Edith no. Finch is fantastic. Oh, fool. Gone home's I better though. Gone home's better. Edith Finch either, to be honest. Edith Finch, it's like a ten minute game to play. Just just play that in your lunch break. You'll be fine. It didn't I, make me I, cry though. I do want to fine. play it because I I like a lot of the Chinese room games like um, Dear Esther and Everybody's Gone to Rapture. Like mm. I do like those kind of one sitting narrative games. So I think I need to get round to yeah, Edith Finch. Yeah, if if you liked Rapture, I think e- e- Edith Finch will be very much your shit. It's yeah, yeah. There's a lot of similarities between those two. About the and another one. shout out. If none of you have got Sayonara Wild Hearts, definitely get that. Yeah, Just for the, for the soundtrack alone, it is incredible. One of my favourite albums, let alone games. <laughs> it's so good. So good. Anyway, that was just a little PSA. Shall we crack on with Pick Up and Play? Get you waiting. Pick Up and Play, where we talk about what we've picked up and played. Um, Steve, I'm going to go Hello. to you first. Tell me. What have you been playing this week? I have been playing a little bit of Resident Evil 3 because I like to stay current with my new releases. So, <laughs> you know, picked this one up. Um, Andrew and I played this on stream, actually, uh, twitch.tv slash the crossplayers live. Uh, we played the first 90 minutes or so of it. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was an excellent stream. Go check that out. Um, but it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So I loved the Resident Evil 2 remake. Um, I don't know how you feel about it so far, Nathan, uh, but I it's great. I loved it, and I, I never got around to playing 3, uh, and now I'm finally doing so uh, on stream. And I think I like it a little bit less than 2, but that might just be because it's, you know, it's come after 2, so it sort of is not going to have the same impact. But, like, it might also be because it, it's sort of... To be unfairly um, reductive, it's sort of feels at times like DLC for two kind of mm. uh, okay. because it's very much built on top of what two was and they made it in like a year as well which is pretty pretty swift turnaround but it's good so far we're 90 minutes in I reckon we're going to play it all probably on stream twitch.tv slash the crossplayers live um, <laughs> so yeah just you know watch this space and we'll see how it goes it was an excellent stream by the way I very much enjoyed Thanks. watching that the other day and I think I might prefer watching Resident Evil to playing it um, and <laughs> listening to, to you and Andrew sort of commentating was a lot there, less stressful than, yeah. you know. There are lots of horror games that I... So I love uh, horror games, but I, I, I can't play a lot of them, so I watch a lot of them on streams, so I can completely relate to that. Mm, I like it. Um, so if anyone wants to buy a copy of Resident Evil 2, please uh, let me know, because I don't <laughs> think there's any point in me playing it. Um, but yeah, w- one thing you mentioned there was that it was... It kind of feels a little bit like a spin-off to Resident Evil Two. What is that? Am I right in thinking that that Code Veronica was originally supposed to be the third game, or am I getting my wires crossed? No, no, you're quite right. So yes, originally Resident Evil Three Nemesis was supposed to be a spin-off title, right? And Code Veronica was Resident Evil Three, but for reasons that escape me right now, um, they flipped that around, uh, and Resident Evil Three. Nemesis was Resident Evil 3 instead which, uh, so some people were disappointed with the remake of 3 um, which kind of tracks with the original 3 as well because it was a, it was quite a different game from 2 it had like a dodge mechanic um, and it had like branching paths and the Nemesis was a very unique enemy in that game um, sort of like Mr. X but with tentacles um, 
Yeah, so it sort of feels a lot like the original three in a lot of ways, both in the look and feel and also the fact that a lot of people didn't like it. It's kind of weird. It's weird. I, I can sort of see why people weren't in, into it. Resident Evil 2 is very grounded. It tries to be very grounded and down to earth, whereas 3 already, only an hour and a half in, is pretty nuts. It's got some pretty wacky characters like mm. uh, uh, Carlos, I think his name is, with the giant hair. You've probably seen yeah. the guy with the giant hair. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got like a buddy cop thing going on. But it's fun. It's good. It's good fun. Um, no, I'm looking forward to watching more of that. And uh, yeah, Nathan, so you've started streaming Resident Evil 2 this this evening, didn't you? I did, literally yeah. this evening, because I... Uh, one thing I struggle with with gaming is I've got ADHD, so things that are very immediate and you can see the next thing I'm fantastic at. But I'm mm. way better at things like Resident Evil, where there is one maybe slightly obtuse way of solving a puzzle, and you need to remember it when I'm being forced to focus. And streaming's really good for me for that. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Um, I hadn't played any of the remakes, two or three. Um, and then I think our good friend Andrew pointed out that Resident Evil 2 was £8 on Amazon a little while ago. Yeah. I Absolutely. think we all, we all picked it up yeah, that day, yeah, didn't exactly. we? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I've been loving it. I've been really loving it. I love the Resident Evil games. I've played pretty much all of them up to date, um, and this remake is one of the best, easily mm-hmm. like easily one of the best Resident Evil games. Um, mm. Like better looking than Seven somehow, but even though it's the same, en- it's still the Resi engine, isn't it? Um, yes. And the just I think it's got a much smaller scale. And I, yeah, I haven't played three, so I don't know what it is like in terms of action, but the fact it does feel contained and you have got this beautiful mansion house slash police station to explore, that's really cool. And I have just got to the bit where Mr. X has started making my life hell. Hmm. Um, so I wasn't quite prepared for the fact that he can just break through walls and yep. area, areas that I thought I knew the layout <laughs> of, he can just change. Um, so fucking hell, yeah. That, that's, sorry for swearing. Um, yeah, <laughs> that. Play, that you never have to apologize for that. Okay, sorry. Um, sorry. Yeah, Mister X. Uh, so I, I hate unkillable en- enemies in games. Uh, uh, norm, norm, normally, anyway, Mister X bumped up right up against what I can tolerate when it comes to uh, terrifying enemies. Um, I, I so I although I hated that guy, I persisted, and I can appreciate what they did with that guy because he is fucking terrifying. Yeah, I like him as a threat, and the. Um, sound design of him stepping around mm. is really good. That's very mm-hmm. clever and has put me on edge. Um, so as well as that, I've also been playing the recent uh, indie release, Spirit Fairer, which came up Ooh. in the Indie Direct last mm. week. I'm now playing that for a view as well, so I'm trying to get through it as quick as... I mean, to be fair, I say trying to get through it. I am playing it any moment I can anyway, and I won't spoil my thoughts too much, but um, I think Spirit Fairer is one of the Switch's best releases all year. I think it has surprised me as much as games like Moonlighter or Hollow Knight in terms of the incredible gameplay loop. And it's got some of the best writing we're going to see this year as well. Um, Gosh, wow. It definitely is a management sim. It's Mm. still a very well-written game, but it is a management sim. And you have to keep on top of things like food and your ship. But I do not think any of those are ever boring. And you're doing those in tandem with other things. So it's almost a Metroidvania when you're platforming and stuff as well when you go between locations. So for anybody that doesn't know, Spiritfarer, you are playing the Spiritfarer and it's your job to take a boat and meet animals that are ready to pass on. And you have to help them get to the point where they are happy 
to pass on and go through the Everdor. Uh, mm. That's the point of the game, to pick up these passengers, help them achieve the things they need to achieve. And you do these by, yeah, ferrying them between locations and also by building your boat to get better resources, better food, um, more space for them. And it all works very well in tandem with each other. So, you know, the, the platforming of the islands gives you more resources to build things on your boat and so forth. Um, and yeah, man, just that, that loop is literally, that's the best gameplay loop I've had since I think literally Moonlighter in terms of every second feels like it's serving something. Anything I do oh, yeah. feels like it, it's working towards the greater goal and is satisfying. Man, that... Um, it's, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Like quests? Does it... I'm just trying to understand. When you say you have to solve, uh, help the spirits achieve the things mm -hmm. they want to achieve, is that, is that like a quest? Do you have to go off and do things or is it more... You just have to kind of fetch things for them. Or how are you doing that? Just give us an example without spoiling anything. Yeah, so it is a series of quest lines. Each passenger you pick up gives you another quest line to help them. And there are other ones along the way in terms of collectibles and things you can unlock for yourself. So not everything is in service of helping the passengers pass on. Some of it is just so you can get more outfits for Stella, your character, or you can get just purely aesthetics things for your boat. Um, so some of the... Um, passages you pick up like the first one you'll pick up is a deer named Gwen and she will want to go to the house that she was brought up in and another one called Summer who's a snake she wants a blanket which looks like the blanket that she had when she was a child as well oh my so, goodness it's is this is this, is this is this game gonna make me cry it's a cry, it's a cry. I have already truly oh my cried my eyes out at one moment mm -hmm. it's not oh it's God. not every moment have you watched the end of the good place Yes. No. Yes. No. This is the good game. This is. Uh, it, it explores death through. Have you just spoiled your tagline for your review there? Nathan? No, I haven't. I've got an even better one. <laughs> okay. <right. laughs> Look forward to that. You know I love a tagline. The best bit Luckily, about your reviews, got, uh, definitely. I've got. I've got a better one that I won't ruin yet. Um, but it explores death through mature, honest ways. So when it is the time for you, I've only, I've only helped one character pass on, but when it is the time, it feels satisfying. And yeah, I did cry my eyes out, but it wasn't sad. It was truly a happy moment, but I still had to deal with the fact I wouldn't see that character again. Oh my I mean, goodness. It's, it's a game it I've been like playing as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, I've Go been playing on Game Pass and um, yeah, a game where you're just, literally your goal is to make the lives or the passing as comfortable as possible for these characters that's like something i've not experienced the game before like you're not mm. trying to defeat something you're trying to bring comfort and yeah mm. it was really 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 quite profound um and i've not actually got to the point that you have yet nathan but i'm i know i'm going to be shedding some tears it's, how many how many tissues have you gone through already rich excuse me <laughs> <laughs> None so far, thankfully, but I will mm. do. Uh, it's yeah, it's. I like my crying games, but shit, um, this game is wonderful. And I would have picked it up on the Switch. At, what was, was it like twenty pounds? I think twenty. Yeah, yeah. it is twenty five. So it's yeah. not massive. Since you've cheap. got Game Pass, but free on Game Pass. It's like come on. <laughs> it's hard to say no. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 fantastic. What I've played so far is absolutely fantastic. I've got like three passengers at the moment, and um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Okay, well, Rich, while we're still with you, um, speaking of grabbing the Kleenex, talk to me about semen. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I was gonna say I was gonna follow on from Steve and say how I like to play games that are current. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing Seaman on the Dreamcast <laughs> from the year two thousand. Um, so I uh, jumped on eBay. I think I was helping Gamer Jason build up his GDMU, and I decided along the way to download Seaman. And mm-hmm. I then went to eBay and spent nearly forty quid on a Dreamcast microphone, <laughs> which is Nutter. in immaculate condition, and also came with a mint condition copy of. Um, Fantasy Star Online, the Japanese version. Um, yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Um, but yeah, what a fucking crazy game that is. Um, so basically, the idea is you have to breed and grow a an aquatic key, aquatic creature called a sea man, which is basically a fish with the face of like basically your average Japanese salaryman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's weird. The whole game's narrated by Leonard Nimoy, and it relies on the uh, the Dreamcast's internal clock. So if you play it at one point in the day and come back later on, he'll say to you, oh, this is the second time you've played today, and since you last played, this has happened, and this has happened, and your Seaman now, now needs this, or when you play now, you'll need to do this to help him along his way. It's really clever. And if you play like eight mm. times in a day, he'll say to you, Oh, this is like yeah, the sixth, seventh, eighth time you've played. You might have a problem. Maybe you should limit your play. It's amazing, seriously. But is it is it fun? Uh, is it just weird? At this point, I don't know. It's fucking weird, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, so I started off the game, and the very first thing you have to do, you have to set the temperature, the lighting, and the oxygen levels of the fish tank. And then you have to drop the eggs into the tank. I won't say too much because I know, like with Spiritfarer, I don't want to spoil it for this twenty-year-old game. But um, <laughs> no, please you do. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> you Lots of drop the eggs into exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you drop the eggs into the tank and they hatch, and out of the eggs come these things called mushrooms. They're like tadpoles. They have like little black eyes on them, mm. and you have to tap on the on the uh, fish tank, and they will move towards like a nautilus shell at the bottom of the tank. And which is like, which houses like a mollusk, like a creature. And what they'll do, they will basically eat their way through this mollusk and then basically use it as a host. And so I'm just looking at Laurie's yeah, face and describing this. <laughs> then they, they eat their way That's back so out and the, the tank fills with blood and it's horrible. And they Ooh. basically grow and out come gill men, which are tiny fish with Japanese man's faces. <laughs> and you have to talk to them, uh. but... At this point, they only converse with baby talk. So you have to basically baby talk into the microphone, make goo-gar-gar-gar sounds. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is... And then as you move along, you have to start introducing English language. So you might say to them, Seaman, or do you speak English, or you look pretty, that kind of stuff. And then they will Uh gradually Uh learn these phrases. Uh So you're chatting up a fish. Until the point that you start to talk about politics and Mm -hmm. sex. They okay. mates as well, and I do believe there is actually come in the game. Um, oh, it's yeah. fucked. Um, wow. And we wonder why uh, the Dreamcast failed. <laughs> it's not a great advert yes. for Game Pass. This that you're, you're choosing to play. <laughs> <laughs> this over Game Pass. <laughs> uh, true. True. It's it's honestly it's a marvel. It's um. When you're so, when you, when you're playing this game, how dark is the room and how drunk are you? <laughs> the room is pretty well lit. I mean, I'm sitting. Okay. I was sitting on the couch with my wife, and I'm trying to be like. I've told the seaman looks pretty many times. Um, 
What oh, is dear. your wife doing other than packing all of her belongings? Staring at me like we're disgusting. Yeah. Jesus. Crazy. It's fucking weird. I can't even put into words. Yeah, no shit. It's clever. It's clever. Like the whole Leonard Nimoy narrator thing, how he will how he will recap your gameplay and your habits. It's pretty Leonard Nimoy's in it. You didn't tell that. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's like the narrator. He'll tell you every time you come back to the game, he'll tell you about your activity. And he he's not in the game. Mm. I don't know who does the voice of a seaman. But but he's a bit of a prick as well because he—I mean, I haven't got to this point yet. But he's very rude. He'll Just be quite sexist. Is this Nemo or the fish? The fish. <laughs> He'll put you down. He's—he's he's a bit—he's a bit of an asshole. But I—I wow. I, I generally like—I know you get to a point where he'll actually evolve into Frogman as well. So it's basically a frog with a Japanese man's face. Mm. And yeah, well, in the yeah, yeah, PlayStation yeah. Two sequel, there is Goldman, which is basically a seagull. With the Japanese man's face and arms, right? <laughs> Fantastic! But it's, um, yeah. I, I'm I'm so pleased we all agreed to cover retro content on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, play well, that's gold. There's blood and cum in this game, it's good. I mean, well, that sounds more graphic than Hey You Pikachu, which I'm fairly certain was just you telling Pikachu to go battle or something, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. Mm. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, okay, Laurie. <laughs> He's I, changed think, the I don't know I can follow that. <laughs> tell us, tell us, uh, tell us about Nia Automata or Nia Automata. <laughs> Automata, I think. I don't That's know. right. Yeah. Uh, you say Nia Automata, I say Nia Automata. Yeah, Let's call off. the whole thing off. Um, I, I I've don't been like workshopping it. that joke all week. Don't fucking come on, laugh. <laughs> no, no. They're not PG. I, I don't like the joke or, or the game. I'm afraid. <laughs> Oh, oh, um, yeah. Come on, dish, uh, um, dish. Yeah, I'm really, really gutted actually because there's so much, so much love for it. So many people telling me to to play it and that it's their favourite game. So I was really looking forward to getting stuck into it. And I just don't get it. It's it's boring. Um, it's it's dull to look at. I don't understand. This story is just. I mean, these platinum games. The story is always baffling. But for this one, it's not so much that it's baffling. It's just it's just boring. I just don't really care about any of it what they're doing um the characters aren't very interesting the combat is pretty boring and just kind of button mashy the enemies are all the same very drab to look at um i just can't get over playing it it's nowhere near as as good as astral chain and i can't believe <coughs> on a podcast many many months ago um dan saying when he was you all sat around slating astral chain i remember dan saying it was just like a rubbish version of near and I'm playing near it, and I just cannot understand how anyone like Astral Chain is better looking. It's more exciting. The combat is much more interesting and complex. Um, the sense of urgency, the plot that drives you through Astral Chain is constantly there. There's con- constantly some emergency happening that you have to rush off to. Whereas this near, it's just you get given things, and you go take this over to someone in the in the robot village, and then they give you something to take back to the rebel camp, and then you get something else to take back over to, the, and you're just walking back and forth over this very bland, boring-looking area where there's burnt-out school buses everywhere for some reason and, and no other remnants of the the old days. But I just... I mean, Platinum games are never... Well, I don't know. They do look great, but they just this doesn't look great. And it kind of runs at 60 frames per second, which is great if you're going for that, but it's just constantly mm. dropped frames all the time. It's just the performance is 
is not great either, which I don't really care about stuff like that. But when you're trying to run a game at 60 frames, you do notice a drop frame a lot more, I think, mm-hmm. than when it's at 30. So, Is it sort of um, button mashy, like Platinum games tend to be? Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, mm. there does seem to be, I mean, I'm not... I guess I'm not good enough at these games and they're just not really the sort of games that I should be playing, I guess. Cause, but I, I say that, the actual train combat, I love. Whereas combat in this just does seem to be just kind of hammering the buttons and just lots of dodging lots of dodging and getting counter-attacks in uh, and doing that so, constantly. So I, I played this game um, a while ago and I loved it, but for what it's worth, I dropped it down to easy and played through it that way, where it truly became button mashy um mm. because i just wanted to just get through it i wasn't a huge fan of the combat either but i i really really liked that game but for me it's less of a it's less about the it's 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 less of a game and more of a vibe like you play through that game to like experience the vibe of that game and experience the story of that game i i i i, I would find it hard to recommend it to people unless you wanted because it really goes places it's a shame you didn't like it laurie because it, it really does go well, into not, some I'm fascinating saying, places I, i'm not finished with it and the people keep saying to me oh on the, you have to get the pay for it three times and you get your the third ending. playthrough and, um, will be yeah, amazing yeah like, see that's the, that's the, the problem playthrough here is my yeah. is the main yeah. thing i'm worried about and so yeah. there's only there's only there's only one other playthrough where you have to go through it all again. Every playthrough after that, it's a truncated story. So you only have to go through the game you don't like twice to get to the good shit. So that's <laughs> is that is that better? Does that yeah, does I mean, that sound should better? I just, should I just YouTube to see what the good stuff is? I don't like uh, I don't know. these enemies I, that uh, you know without I can't really spoil anything, can I? But the 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 main baddies that I'm fighting so far just. I seem weird. I don't <laughs> like. They're not very. It's a weird game. It's a weird game. They're not very scary or like. I don't really care if they win or not. Really, and all of the, no one's got any reason to fight for them. I just was just. I don't know. I have no, no compulsion to, to help anyone that you come across <laughs> or to progress, the the cause against the the these androids or the aliens or, or mm. whoever it is. Uh, I just I just don't care, <laughs> frankly. I think I um. I think I downloaded it because this is on Games Pass. I'm pretty sure I downloaded it mm. on there. So I think I might just delete it because this sounds like. A, well, it sounds like a crock of shit, to be honest. Um, <laughs> the sort of game that I don't really enjoy oh, at all. Man. I I did what Steve said I did through Bayonetta 1, which basically just dropped it down to easy and just switched my brain off just to get through it. And I, I don't know if I want to do that again because it doesn't feel enjoyable yeah not really i mean getting other than there was a lot said, of just taking in, in oh this. it's very it's very stylized and it's cool and and it's, it's a vibe not, as steve said it's but. it's not just that though like the story really really goes places and there are some really really interesting stuff in that game that like some, mm. some really and i i can't really say much without spoiling it um, you could look it up on YouTube, but I think a lot of the impact would be lost. And that's mm. one of the things that's cool about that game is there is almost like a tactile impact to the things that happen in that story, particularly right at the very end, which is one of the best endings, one of the best ending sequences I've seen in a game. But I can't mm. really tell you why, uh, because it would spoil it. But like, if you've got the wherewithal to go through it, it, it's entirely. worth seeing, I think. Hmm. Mm. Is there a frog with a Japanese man's face? That's all we need to know. Probably. No. It's very weird. So. It's very Japanese. <laughs> um, just play Astral Chain. That game's great. Yeah, play Astral Chain uh, again. I just it? can't believe you all like you, that you hated all the 
Well, it was quite a, a, a divisive device one. I, I, I yeah, thought, I, I, and that's what I was looking forward to this near because people say, well, Neo is like a much better version of Astral Chain. I was like, bring it on, but Astral Chain is just so much better. Um, I, that's not all I've been playing though. Can I talk about something more positive after we finish? Please do, Nier. please do. Um, yeah. A short hike, uh, mm. which was mm. shadow dropped last week on the uh, Indie World showcase. Um, it's oh it's such a brilliant game this is much more my my cup of tea and it's just like a cup of tea as well it's such a a nice cozy <laughs> cozy game you can just sit down it's like when you're on the summer holidays it's a great game to play in the summer holidays actually especially now at the end of the summer holidays where yeah you're getting a bit bored it just takes you back to that feeling as a kid where you've just had the whole summer stretching ahead of you and you're just kind of getting to the point where you're just bored now and you're ready to get back to school and then you might just you spend your days just sort of wandering around and just um, going off on little adventures and just finding your own your own adventures and just taking yourself off exploring uh, and in this you just have this this island it's like Animal Crossing if the villagers were all doing interesting things and things that you actually want to talk to them about and it's it's kind <laughs> of I'd say it's like Animal Crossing mixed with Celeste um, it's another game that has wow. all the feels uh, it looks it has uh, the most beautiful art style that is just um, well it's like nothing I've seen for years really it's it's really old school kind of like a PS1 N64 or even a sort of DS yeah. era game um, it looks really really chunky pixels um, it looks really nice in, in motion the screenshots don't really do it justice um, so it looks really nice the music on it is absolutely gorgeous and it the music is very good at um, matching to what you're doing it, it sort of changes as you move through the island and move around the island and um, as you get to different and what, are, what are you what are you doing you're, you're climbing I'm, I'm, I'm digging the presentation I, I, it looks fantastic I like the sound of the sort of laid back vibe but what, what's the gameplay loop so you, so you are you are tasked with climbing climbing the mountain you're on the short hike so at the very start of it you, you sort of you're staying you're a bird that's staying with your auntie um, on this island she's a bird as well and you're, after, you're like, like a bored teenager and you want to get a phone signal and so you you have to do any base on the island to get phone signals on the top of this mountain so that's where you set off to hike up the mountain so you can get some phone signal and there's a lovely twist at the end of the story that I won't go anywhere near spoiling so don't worry but it's really plays with your expectations of, of who the character is and what their motivation is and there's a lovely um, it's really worth getting to getting to the end of it it doesn't take long at all you can get to the top of the, well once you've done it once you can get to the top of the mountain again in, in minutes so the way you get to the top of the island is you have to collect these golden feathers and with each golden feather you can climb it's a bit like the breath of the wild climbing mechanic you start off you can't mm. climb more than a, a small distance and then you get more of these golden feathers you can climb or you can flap your wings and you can fly higher or climb climb further um so it's kind of some light puzzle solving doing some quests people give you golden feathers as a, as a thank you or you find them places um just for exploring and then as you there's there's about 20 in the game you can find and i think and you, know, you need about 10 to be able to get up the top of the mountain so there's constantly like cliffs you can't scale until you found some more of them so you have to um but you just find them it's not you never really get any barriers you i, I you can get to even on your first playthrough you can complete this game in under a couple of hours easily it's it's a very much sit down in one setting and just be done with it and just have an absolutely amazing time with it so that's mm -hmm. that's the game it's kind of yeah it's kind of a 
Link's Awakening, Soul Zelda, mixed with Celeste. It's very much lots of people talking very earnestly about, oh, I've got to, I've got to reach the peak, but I don't know if I can do it, and oh, I, I'm going to really work mm. hard and try my best, and and people just trying to be morally supportive of each other in that same way. You get lots of so wonderfully done in Celeste. Um, it's very cute. Lots of talking animals, just like Animal Crossing, and yeah, that, that's how I describe it. Animal Crossing mixed with Link's Awakening, mixed with Celeste, and the whole package can be yeah. done in an hour. So. That doesn't convince I, um, you. Nothing will. God, I picked it up as well, and I've I've played it for about three hours, weirdly, but without really progressing anything, because oh. I played it quite like I played Spirit Fairer for hours, obviously, and then I was like, oh, I bought a short hike. I just want to check it out because it looks really good, and because I didn't really have the mental energy to go and collect anything, I was like, well, I'm just gonna have a little wander around, and <laughs> the amount of stuff, it, like if you want to do on that island that you're you're in, and the things you can find, like. I went around and I collected 15 seashells just by exploring and it gave me something. And then I went and just played beach ball for a little bit. And then mm. I, um, there's a boat later on. Like That game is just a joy to exist in because of the vibe of the presentation. Um, so it, yeah, much as I'm, I don't think we're going to see any speed runs out of it, but you know, if you wanted to, it would be like literally minutes. But if you just want to spend however much time you've got in one day, and have that afternoon and while it away in that world, it's beautiful. It's really well done. Mm, and it's only what about a fiver, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Five pounds at the moment. Yeah, it's yeah. on. It's on sale at the moment as well. <coughs> mm, that's quite tempting. Yeah, I think of all the games tonight. No offense to Seaman, <coughs> I think that's probably the one that's <laughs> tempted me the most. I recommend it. Yeah, sounds good. Um, Right, well, before we move on, what I have been playing this week, uh, I have started and finished Shadow of the Colossus on PS4. Wow. Very nice. And I absolutely loved it. It was um, it was one of those experiences that I think is going to stick with me. Um, mm -hmm. Laurie, you mentioned Breath of the Wild. This gave me massive Breath of the Wild nostalgia, obviously. Wow. You know, this... Breath of the Wild borrowed a lot from this, um, and you can really kind of see that in the, the scale of the world and the scale of the enemies and having to climb up them and, you know, find out how to, their weak spots and how to bring them down. Um, the whole thing just felt so epic. Um, so, I mean, just to backtrack slightly, so what, I went to visit my parents last week and I, I took the PS4 with me. Uh, I forgot the controller as that, that came out in... <laughs> last week's show so i had to buy a cheap third party one so i was sat <laughs> i wanted to, i wanted to play something i was kind of debating whether to start god of war or the last of us remastered or something massive and then i thought i think somebody said on twitter i can't remember who it was but they suggested this and that i'd be able to get through it in kind of eight to ten hours um and i thought actually yeah that will probably tide me over and i could probably get through it um so i sat there playing it i basically just commandeered my parents uh television for the for the few nights that i was there i think my dad was pretty pissed off by the end of my stay it's like uh <laughs> did that, i'm curious did they, did they engage and watch you play it or were they just like my my dad room? could not give less of a fuck but my <laughs> mum was um my mum was sat there uh watching and sort of suggesting like oh maybe you could climb up this bit or maybe if you distract him with an arrow and he'll come charging at you and you could jump on him and it it was really nice and i think that's probably Part of the reason this is going to kind of stick with me on an emotional level is just, you know, I haven't sat and played a game, you know, w with my mum for 
years, like years and years. Oh, so just I think doing Rich that. is crying. Hold on. <laughs> and just and I know and that just made it all the more memorable. And then she, you know, I'd I'd sort of st- it was like being a teenager again. I'd just sort of stay up late, and she'd come downstairs the next morning and say, "Well, did you beat him? Did you did you did you manage to beat him?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I got past two or three more. Yeah, and she's like, oh, which 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 ones? Describe them. You know, it was, it was really nice, and I think it will stick with me. That's very that. sweet. Um, but the yeah, but the actual the gameplay loop itself is it's a really simple game. It's kind of got a very indie vibe to it mm-hmm. because it's it's you know it, it you go out you have to find a monster kill that bring it down go back to the the kind of central hub then go out get the next one and just rinse and repeat for 16 of these colossi um but it's just so satisfying just the the mixture of kind of exploration trying to find the colossus in the first place and then the kind of puzzle element of well, how do I actually climb on top of this fucking massive monster without it, you know, stomping on me? And then the, the fighting part of it, the actual, okay, how do I, how do I do any damage? Where, how do I get to the the part that's gonna take, you know, some a beating? Um, and you're kind of wrestling with the controls. I know a lot of people kind of had an issue with the controls, particularly in the original version. But this, it feels like that's part of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's, I should be struggling with the controls because I am this tiny, you know, little, I don't know, teenager that's on top of this gargantuan beast and it feels like it shouldn't be easy uh, and it certainly isn't. Even riding your horse around the uh, the overworld is, it takes a lot of getting used to because it doesn't control necessarily how you'd expect it can, to control and the horse has kind of got a mind of its own, so... um yeah, it, it, it's I don't know the whole thing just felt very satisfying to to just to beat each and every one, and then they'd get harder, and the you know the the, the final boss was just ridiculous. So I won't actually detail it for you know that risk of spoiling it, but it just it took me hours mm. thinking how the fuck do I get near that thing, let alone climb on top of it and then stab it in the head? How? <laughs> It seems impossible, um, and there's a few little story uh, parts that kind of hit you on an emotional level as well. So it's it's just got a lot, and I can certainly see why. You know, when I when I got my PS4, what a month or so ago, this was like in most of the top tens that I that I searched, and I can certainly see why because it's it's it's, it's amazing, and it yeah, the fact that it kind of you, you can see the the breath of the wild dna you know mm. having played breath of the wild first and then i can see yeah. where they got a lot of their yeah. ideas from um yeah it's, it's it'll stick with me and and i'm yeah really just completely blown away yeah it's a mm. it's a phenomenal it's a phenomenal game i still crack that soundtrack out from time to time because that is also mm. stunning uh it's also one of those games where even on the ps2 the art direction is so strong that it just feels like any frame of gameplay can be a piece of art it just it looks incredible um galloping and it's it like the environments are so bleak and you feel so yeah. alone it's a really like oppressive alone feeling um and it really affected me as well that's stuck with me since i played it on the ps2 and that sort of burgeoning feeling as you go on of like i'm killing these big monsters but like i don't really understand why and 
should I be doing that? And like mm. that just builds and builds and builds as you play. It's fantastic. It's a really good game. There's a, there's, it's, yeah, it nails melancholy, doesn't it? There's a real, it, it really does. There's yeah. a real sadness to, okay, you've had this massive struggle to take this beast down and then the sad music kicks in and mm-hmm. it all goes in slow motion and then you're suddenly like, oh shit. He was just going about his business, yeah. And I just climbed on top of him and put him to bed. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's brilliant. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. I think you could probably pick it up. I think I maybe paid eight pound for it second hand. And if anyone out there's got a PS4 uh, and hasn't played this, uh, it's Me. definitely an experience worth having. Well, there you go, Laurie. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, there you go. I can't say any more. You have to. One thing it makes me think really strongly is. Have we all played Breath of the Wild to the end? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. So, the last boss fight with Ganon, after you go against the kind of mm. conjoined beast, the one against Dark Beast Ganon, where he's a giant pig in the field, mm. uh, in a game <laughs> about climbing, basically, why mm. wasn't that boss fight like a Shadow of the Colossus boss fight? Yeah. And why weren't even the Divine Beasts like Shadow of the Colossus boss fights. That's what I hope the sequel does because there is nothing like this boss fights in Shadow of the Colossus. There's nothing like that scale and sense of beating something so much bigger than you. And I wanted Breath of the Wild to have that, especially because it it's literally a game about climbing. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I think, in fact, that probably leads quite nicely into the question block. Because we've got a question from um, Shy Guy over in Discord asking what does Nintendo need to do or announce in the next four to eight weeks to stay relevant outside of their core fan base this holiday season? And you've reminded me of that, Nathan, because I'm thinking what does Breath of the Wild need to, you know, consist of? What differences do they need to make? Or what else can Nintendo pull out the bag to to keep the core fan base hooked? Hmm. Any thoughts, Laurie? What are you thinking? I mean, every year for them, they need a, a Mario game and a Zelda game, and so far this year they don't have either, do they? So I guess, I guess both of those. I mean, I don't think like the question: Do they need to keep outside of their core franchise, their core fan base happy? I don't know. That seems to be their main strategy: is just to keep having new iterations of these key franchises every every kind of three or four years, and we're probably due a lot of them again now, but. But in the meantime, I just think more, more Mario and Zelda. That's what everyone wants, right? Hmm. Mm. We're not far. Do we off. think? Do we? Th- do we think we'll get those Mario, 3D ports? Yeah. Or I hope so. Yeah. Christmas yeah. Game. yeah. There's a, there's a direct to the end of this week. Uh, I don't know if it's a big one or a or a mini one, but there is a direct this week, and the Mario remasters basically. All the merchandise is busting at the seams to be kept secret. You know, we're, we're getting, like, Mario Oreos announced last week. There was Mario Glue mm. spotted. Those remasters <laughs> need to be announced in the next couple of days or we're going to get it completely ruined, which we don't want. Uh, Zelda, mm. who knows? It's, you know, obviously, we were talking about that. Um, there was the Skyward Sword remake kind of rumoured because I think Breath of the Wild 2 will be next holiday. I don't think it's going to be March like the original Breath of the Wild was unless they do it with this rumoured Switch Pro, which yeah. would make sense, but um, I think Skyward Sword as a HD version we could maybe see before then, and that could be our Zelda to tide us over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that. 
I think they wanted this year to be all about Mario and then obviously COVID knocked them off track. But you've got the Mario Lego, the Mario World should have opened at um, the uh, Universal in, mm. in Japan. That should have opened this summer. Um, I think, was it Mario and Sonic at the Olympics? That probably didn't have the impact they were thinking, hoping for because that <laughs> didn't happen. Um, you know, bit of a collector's sort of item now, if anything. But there's so many, so it should have just been Mario everywhere and you can see, like Nathan said, and all this merchandise that would have tied into it. I, if things had gone to plan, there just would have been Mario stuff mm. everywhere, um, mm. not been able to move for it. And I think at the centrepiece of that would have been would have been some Mario games, uh, which we will surely hear about soon. And I think they've yeah. I, everyone's been like, "Oh, they're doing such a quiet year this year." And the games are will be there in the in the holidays, but they're just not announced them yet. I think that's what people are used to these games being announced and having a big massive booth at E3. And because of COVID, because of not having to announce stuff and delay it, they're just waiting to the absolute last minute, like they did with Paper Mario, like they're doing mm-hmm. with their holiday lineup now. And they're just in no rush to do it. And everyone's thinking, "Oh, they've had such a quiet year," but. They haven't really. There's been there's been games, and I just think the big game yet we haven't seen it. But I think when we look back on all of 2020, there'll be stuff. There'll be plenty of stuff there. It might not be kind of the classic year that everyone everyone wants, but there's definitely mm. there's been plenty of stuff to play this year. And it's a, it's allowed to be a soft year, you know. It's if if any year allowed. is allowed to be a soft year, yeah, mm. definitely. We've uh, I think um, you know we're a bit removed culturally from how uh covid has affected japan as well and obviously mm. we have to kind of take that into account they don't have the same work from home culture as we've adapted to pretty quickly um, exactly life hasn't gone on there the same as it has you know obviously we've had massive changes as well but it, it's just it's a it's a completely unfair expectation to uh, to expect nintendo to have just carried on business as usual yeah so in in the face of what's been a challenging year the fact that they've managed to put out animal crossing and paper mario and uh you know uh, tokyo mirage sessions and you know some sterling Pick, sort of games Pikmin 3 Pick, 51 worldwide games. Mm. yeah exactly um, yeah so it's you know they've not done bad but no one's expected them to have a 10 out of 10 year. Um, yeah. But I think we all expect something big in the holiday season still. Like they're mm-hmm. going to pull it out of the bag. So, um, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think Animal Crossing is their big holiday game. I think come Christmas, you're going to see, when the, as soon as it changes to the winter look and feel on that island, you're going to see new adverts for that everywhere where it's going to be all oh, Christmassy. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's going to be a whole December long Christmassy event and people are going to be like, oh yeah, that's good because it's going to be cold. You're going to be stuck indoors again. Uh <laughs> that's going to have a massive sales boost at Christmas again people just on the Christmas holidays playing that game and yeah I think you made the point last week Laurie that um, it hasn't even had a, a holiday season yet Animal oh, yeah. Crossing and it's already mm. you know it's probably already the biggest selling game on the Switch right definitely it's probably overtaken Mario Kart by now mm-hmm. so yeah it's a beast it is a beast mm-hmm. so effectively our answer to your question then Shy Guy is more of the same Animal Crossing, Mario, maybe a bit of Zelda. So those are thoroughly unoriginal answers to to your question. Um, we did get quite an original question from Swaddle also in uh, Discord. Uh, which colour Yoshi, when barbecued, would taste the best and why? Great question. It's a good question. I mean, and, uh, it's, it's red, right? There's no other... 
Yeah. There's no mm. other answer yeah. that makes sense. That I'm not going to grill up a blue Yoshi, am I? It's just not going to happen. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. It's a red. Yeah. It's a red Yoshi. Definitely. That's what I was thinking. I imagine the red one being quite spicy and probably, you know, having a quite nice <laughs> flavour to it. He's a flame Yoshi, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like sort a Nando's. Habanero. Yeah. Piri piri Yoshi. Cheeky Nando's Yoshi. Yeah, I prefer my Yoshi's more lemon and herb. <laughs> yeah. Do you think a Yoshi's like just skin a Yoshi? It's just all the same underneath, though, because you wouldn't if you're just eating the flesh of a Yoshi. You're not gonna. Oh, it's all the same color underneath the skin, right? Is it? Or can you eat the eggs? Yeah, probably boil them up. Yeah. Lovely. Do we re- oh. do we like Yoshi wears shoes, and I'm really uncomfortable <laughs> eating anything that wears shoes. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna pull out of this entirely. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the moral compass of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe. If um, it, yeah. But it's like, yeah. Horses wear shoes. But you eat kangaroos. We, we, I don't know if you do or not, but... Mm-hmm. They, they wear, they wear, wear like. boxing gloves. But I mean, kangaroo, my point is a kangaroo is quite similar to a Yoshi in its kind of <laughs> size and shape and <laughs> demeanour. No. <laughs> demeanour. <laughs> plumbers wear it. I've, I've seen Can, plumbers riding kangaroos And the really before. long tongue, you know. Yeah. 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 I feel like a kangaroo can beat you in a boxing match. I don't know if a Yoshi can. Mm. Yeah, it's a good but point. But they've got kangaroos got the whole kind of Joey in the pouch, baby Mario on your back kind of thing. They they, they like to carry yeah. babies. Yeah, true. Mm. And kangaroo yeah, you're meat right. is very tasty. So yeah. And quite mm. lean as well. It's quite healthy, isn't it? Kangaroo mm. meat, apparently. Like jumping. Oh, so I'd imagine. Yeah. I'd imagine Yoshi <laughs> meat would be quite... <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Yeah, she's mean to be quite what, Ben? Come on, finish the sentence. Let's, let's leave it there. This is what happens when people ask us silly questions. Um, sounds terrible. Give me, give me mushrooms. Yeah, toad. No, no, why have you always got to eat something? <laughs> why has it always got to be something that was alive? No, toad also wears what? shoes. Just pointing that yeah. out. It does. Which colour toad? Which waistcoat as well? <laughs> Yes, uh, we also had a follow-up question on that because it was uh, such a popular one in our Discord. Um, Eamon asked, well, he said, the weather here today is brutal, turning my thoughts to comfort foods. Barbecued Yoshi aside, what is your ultimate go-to comfort food, Rich? You strike mm. me as a comfort eater. So, so you you can't say that. Oh, somewhere. man. It's going to have to be just a good old standard pepperoni pizza. Oof. A good basic. One. Just basic. Nice. Are you the kind of person yeah. who dabs the oil off with a paper towel first, or do you just leave oh, the oil on there and eat it? Straight does in. That? What straight kind of in. monster does that? Oh, well, the pepperoni curls up and they become like oil cups. And they become like a room full of oil. I'm mm. just. I'm not. Fine. Me and Rich have eaten pizza in each other's presence before, and it is not a pretty sight. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of greasy beards. <laughs> yeah, very Indeed. greasy beards. Indeed. Still finding bits of anchovy in there. Um, <laughs> go on then, Steve. What, what would you go for? Uh, uh, mince and tatties is mine. Oh. That's just always been That's, that's northern, cover. isn't it? Very, uh, it's Scottish. I'm pretty sure it's it's a very it? uh, it's a very it's, it's simple question to answer for me. That's that's always my go-to. It's the best. Mints and tatties mm. um, in a slow in a slow cooker. Loads of veg, Worcester sauce, amazing. How would we describe that for uh, American listeners who might not know what mints or tatties are? Um, <laughs> 
so you get a load of ground beef and yep. you cook it till it's really tender with a load of vegetables and stock and gravy and then you mash up a bunch of potatoes and then you shove it all together and it tastes incredible <laughs> and they say we have terrible food over here <laughs> that's, that's so insulting um nathan what would, you, what would be your pick of a comfort food Ooh, i think uh one thing i do a lot is i make a mean chili Make a really nice, like, huge, uh, and don't judge me, I'm vegan, uh, like a huge, like, bean chili with loads of uh, different mm. types of beans. Yeah. So then as well, because, you know, if, you, if you've if you got a chili made, you've got so much. No one makes a small amount of chili. Um, so you've got it throughout the week. And what I do with that is quite often I'll use it for different things. Like I have it on some pasta or in burritos with a bit of cheese. Oh. So make a little burrito, oh. put the chili in, put a bit of cheese in, whatever you want, and then put it on the George Foreman, seal it shut, cracking. Oh, Gonna have cornbread as well with chili. Nice mm, bit of uh, a yeah. great grated red Yoshi on the top. The oh, <laughs> fiery kick. Um, I would go for macaroni cheese mm. with a oh. side of mashed potato. What? Mm. Because uh, <laughs> carb central. Because that's that's what my mum used to feed us when we were growing up. It was just a massive bowl of macaroni cheese and uh, mashed potato, and. Uh, Hence why I have the health <laughs> issues that I'm facing today. <laughs> thanks, thanks again, Mum. Enjoyed playing Shadow of the Colossus for you, but fuck you for doing that. Um, oh. But yeah, macaroni cheese. Sorry, my light's just fallen off nice. in my fury. Um, Laurie, what about you? Uh, pretty similar, actually. I was just going to say a big bowl of tomatoey, saucy pasta, penne, just covered mm. in cheese and extra carb, garlic, garlic bread on the side. But yeah, Ooh, I don't yeah. think there's there is. No limit to the amount of pasta I can probably eat if it's. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've not reached the limits of my my endurance yet. I've not not got to the point. I've always made uh, not enough pasta that I've, I will always keep going. So that would nice. be my go-to comfort food. None, none of it gets pasture. Uh, oh God. Uh, oh. Pasture. That joke Thank you for me. making my near automata jokes seem a little bit better. <laughs> 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 Appreciate you taking one for the team. And you're, yeah. Um, is like yeah, ten dads here. <laughs> Dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pasta. Pasta's a winner. Um, cool. All right. Well, let's quickly jump into crossing streams before we get out of here. Right, and crossing streams this week is a little bit different. We normally big up a content creator but this time around uh we're going to do something a little bit different and we're going to big up um joey splats i don't know if any of you guys follow him on twitter but he uh -huh. is uh, a big supporter in um bobby the nintendo gurus community big nintendo fan and he has just posted today so he basically started on a fitness journey uh on using ring fit adventure so 200 days ago he started and since then he has lost 87 pounds since starting on ring fit adventure doing a bit of running doing a bit of walking and that's i think that's about six stone or just over six stone mm -hmm. in since since march since lockdown so this i mean this kind of made me feel both extremely inadequate and in that i've been wasting the last <laughs> six months but it's also very inspirational so i just thought it would be a nice you know, big him up, little round of applause for Joey because that's that's seriously impressive. So. Yeah. Well done, Joey. Yeah. Don't I, to be honest, I don't even know if he listens to the show, Joey, but we love you anyway. <laughs> He's a good guy. 
I know him from Nintendo Village and I've played a few games of Fortnite with him. He's lovely and he's a big, big Nintendo fan. And uh, I've seen this from the start and the dedication he's put in truly like every day. I, I don't know if, yeah, like, like you said, I don't know if he's listened to this, but he needs to be proud of himself. Yeah. Absolutely. And just, you know, the respect for, you know, posting the selfies and keeping everyone posted on the journey because it can't be easy, like, you know, mm. to, to even just do that. I, I don't think I would have the, the balls to do that. So, yeah, massive respect. And, um, yeah, keep it up, Joey. Well done, mate. Very good. Um, so while we are bigging people up, bigging up members of the community, we should probably go through our Patreon wall. And say a quick thank you. I don't know if anyone else wants to. Rich, can you say a little word after each of these names, please? Oh, love Rich, to. Laurie, anyone. Right, let's go through them. First up, his name's not Dick. He wants us to call him Hopple. Hopple. <laughs> Hopple. Big up Hopple. Uh, Big up. Gamer Jason. Um, legend, yep. As a GDMU. Good man. <laughs> <laughs> He's all right in my book. Thylassos. Sounds like a Greek god. Yep. Uh, Michael Theobald. Uh, bold. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Uh, Richard Elsie. Prick. Legend. Prick. G- G- Giovanni Pimentel. Pizza Toby. Uh, gangster. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pasta sauce. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tristan Brooks. Tristan Brooks sounds like someone we all went to school with. He does. <laughs> Proper sh- shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Jamie Penning with a silent H. Yeah, why is that H silent? We need to know about that. Pretentious. What's the story with what that What is H? the story? Sarah Perbrick. She's cool. She's a She's cool. Eamon McCauley. Jesper Condrup. Great name. That yeah. is a cool name. Rebecca Rudranath. Great name. Even better name. Oh, that's a very good name. Mm. Quality name. Oh, you thought that was good. Check out this one. <laughs> Rune. <laughs> Go on. Rune Shimotsuji Storm. Just Rune Storm last week. They've got an extra name. Yeah, no, he's he's added some flavour in the middle there. Just to nice. throw us off, I think. I so, love um, it. Yeah. I look forward Hand to next week's version of that name. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be quite a funny running gag if he just adds a new middle name every week. Uh, Timothy Olf. Olfman. Olfman. Luke Cooper. Poops. <laughs> the Coop. <laughs> Stephen Landry. Nah. Wishlist. Amazon wishlist. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pavanka Kala. Bond villain. Brilliant. Uh, Aaliyah Jones. Sounds like an R&B singer from the kind of noughties. Perfect. Uh, Mark Hammond. Uh, was it um, Richard's? Lag. <laughs> lag. <laughs> the lag slag. Richard's less successful probably. Yep. And Adam Phillips. Mm. Hello guys. Brilliant. Um, any plugs, Nathan? You plugged your um, upcoming uh, review. Have you got anything else? What else are you up to at the mo? Oh, um, not a lot else other than streaming in my own time. So if anyone fancies watching me play some video games and do the occasional DJ set, you are very welcome to go follow me over at twitch.tv forward slash DJ Stepdad. Other than that, yeah, keep an eye on switchplayer.net is where my review of Spirit Fairer is going to land in the next week or so. Awesome stuff. Uh, Steve and Rich, what's going on in kind of Dreamcast land? Got any, got any new episodes? Yeah, well, uh, anything? About to cover the year 2004. Mm-hmm. Coming we still going then? Oh, come on, of course. It's, it's eternal. <laughs> it, it never died. It was still uh, going in our hearts. 
And we are covering a film as well, I do believe, uh, Steve. We are, yes. We're doing Ooh. a deep dive on Sonic the Hedgehog, which should be a lot of fun. Oh, great movie. You know, whenever anyone Not mentions bad. that, f- whenever anyone mentions that film, it reminds me of when me, Laurie, Rich, oh, and Andrew met up, and uh, after a few drinks, I spoiled the ending to Andrew. Just <laughs> 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 talking to Rich about it. He was so annoyed, wouldn't he? I, oh, I felt so bad about it. <laughs> what? Yeah, I we were, I was just talking to Rich, and then I I think I just made a reference to something that happens right at the end of the movie, and Andrew. I, I can was imagine just, the bit. Yeah, Andrew was just standing right next. It has to two us. tails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just yeah. Thank you, Rich. Just spoil it for everyone else as well. Um, good, uh, Laurie. Anything you want to plug? What have you been up to? Got no, anything? nothing to plug. Uh, no. I'm about to take four weeks off work to look after the twins. So if anyone wants to help right. me with that, then they're welcome to. <laughs> oh, you bastard! I've actually got the rest of the week off. So got nice. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. So yeah, bastard. I'm not going to come and help you with your kids though. <laughs> No, Got me uh, own. yeah, you're not. Uh, you're not. You're not allowed. Oh, I didn't mean you. <laughs> <laughs> what have you heard? Um, right, Laurie. Where can the people find you on Twitter, Laurie? Uh, the Eggman sixty four. The Eggman sixty four. Steve. Uh, you can find me at Steve Jack. You can also watch part one of our Resident Evil three stream at twitch.tv slash The Crossbears Live. Part two coming up soon. <laughs> Such a pro, Nathan. Where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, people can find me at Nathan D. Loon, as in Claire de Loon, the, the Debussy song. The what? Excellent. Yeah, I need to change that <laughs> handle one day. <laughs> I like it. Um, Rich? You can find me at Dreamcast Baba. Mm-hmm. And go there for all your Dreamcast repair and modification needs. We need to, uh, we need to sort yours, by the way. You do? It's the month of you August, Ben. Me. <laughs> it's almost over. It's September. <laughs> Shit. We'll do it. We'll get it sorted. Um... Yeah, and you can find me at Benji Kong. You can find us at the Cross Players. Uh, ordinarily, we go live every Tuesday at eight thirty PM UK time at twitch.tv slash the Cross Players Live. So if you want to come and join in the fun, then uh, yeah, see us there. Give us a shout on Twitter, and we will see you all on the next one. Say bye, everyone. Bye, bye. bye. Get you waiting. Thank you.